Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sometimes you just got to call somebody. And I'm not ashamed to say it. You know, ah! And Mike Dell. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. Hope you guess my name. Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes until somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes, right? Get ready for the best five hours of your life. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, stuff. So. Don't believe me, just watch. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. You know what? Why don't we start doing the stuff that other guys have done on other radio shows around the country? No. no. On Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Atlanta, it's Friday. It's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Mike is out. John Freaky is filling in. And we start off every day and every hour by saying, hey, man. Hey, man. There he I'm is. Turn my mic on. Well, God, it's a part of the profession, John. You got to turn your <laughs> mic on. We got a lot to chop up, guys. Um, and there is a lot of stuff going on in college football, uh, including Georgia Tech playing in a bowl game tonight, um, mm-hmm. which is good. Uh, it's good for Georgia Tech. And, you know, I'm hoping that they're able to. Not only keep it close, but it'd be nice for them to, to end the season on a win. We'll get to all of that coming up. Hawks back in action tonight against the Heat. No Jimmy Butler on the floor. Falcons preparing for the Colts. But as we get started, uh, we got to start with the stuff that we ended the show with. And ironically, we talked about how they were going to have a meeting today. We're talking about Florida State, their board of trustees, and where this is at. John, where is this? And what do you make of the new news now that is out? Well, hey, do you, you know the meme of, uh, you know, the, of the office where, you know, uh, he's running around, oh, my God, it's happening, it's happening. You know, I, I said yesterday, I stand by this, the, the, the lawsuit that Florida State filed today is all about breaking this grant of rights. Now, the grant of rights, for those of you who don't know, was signed by the ACC with ESPN. It goes through 2036, so it still has 13 more years where they grant the rights and agree to not leave the conference and all of that. But Florida State is going to contend that things have changed. And I think they have a pretty good case, but we'll find out. If Florida State is the test case here, Florida State goes to court. If they can break the grant of rights, the ACC is finished. Mm. Boys and girls, the ACC is finished. Like the Pac-12, gone. Well, I think the schools that were already looking to leave, right? We talked about it, John. What Was it North Carolina? Uh, uh, you know, at the time, Clemson was, was in this Miami. mix. Miami. It was Miami, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Florida State. What is holding them back now? What is holding them the back? The rights. For, well, from saying, once this is done, why are they going to hold back and say, well, they're not. <clears throat> they're going to do everything they they're can to, to move forward with this. And so, 
but but let me ask you, as we start the show with this, and you know, we've been talking a lot about a lot of college football this week. Obviously, National Signing Day and Georgia having the number one class. Mm-hmm. Is this good for college football, though? Is this what like the Pac-12 dissolving? John is not good. It's just not, and this has nothing to do with being old school or new school. The, the idea that a, a, an entire conference basically dissolved because four or five teams left and these other teams that were left out, you know, hanging to dry, don't have anywhere to go. I, is this good for college football? I personally think it is. I, I've been wanting this for college football for a long time. Now, I, I want you to understand something, too. I, there's a bigger picture here. When I say the ACC has gone, I'm just talking about football. The Pac-12 could exist for every other sport. The Big Ten exists for certain sports, but it doesn't exist, for example, for hockey. The Big Ten teams play in a different league in hockey. Uh, They play in different leagues for volleyball. They play in different leagues for other sports. Uh, So, I mean, but the ACC could theoretically exist and remain what looks like the ACC for every other sport, save for football. And, And, you know, they could still have ACC basketball, and it'd be the same schools that are now. Uh, unless a team, because I think what's eventually going to happen here, if if this if Florida State wins, understand what's going to happen. I think it's quicker than you think, maybe two years, because I I think it's good for football to break away, form a forty-eight to seventy-two team super conference alliance, uh, however many they want, re re kind of configure things into conferences, and to say we're going to make all the rules. Here, here's something, Carl that that I'll put to you. This is why football is different. Somebody said, why is football unique to everything else? I asked this person a question I'm going to ask you. Do you just broadly know how many NCAA football titles Alabama's won in its history? How many total titles? Uh, NCAA titles that Alabama's won, football titles. Uh, what is it, uh, 12? It's, 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 no, it's zero. Okay? There's never been an NCAA Division One football champion Never, ever, okay? Now, there's a Division One to play, Division Two, Division Three, but not a Division One, because that was always run just by the AP, the UPI, the BCS, and now the football playoff. I, it, they're not uh, the NCAA titles. Alabama's never won one. Michigan's never won one. Oklahoma's never won one. Not an NCAA football title. They don't exist. Never have. Not for Division One. So the playoffs in, in Division One, AA, Division Two, Division Three are, are run by the NCAA. What the big schools are saying is we want to run our own playoffs. We want to run our own football league. That's all. So I, I think it would be good for the game. I think it would allow them to consider paying the players and to come up with the rules and to control the – it's the only way, Carl, to control the portal, okay? It's the only way to control it is to put those schools in charge of it and let them make their own rules. And then hold all of their other teams to account on those. Yeah, here's my problem with that. And by the way, the, the, the comment about what you're saying with the championship, I don't think most people view it that way. I don't. I think when people think about Georgia winning the last two years, they think about Georgia being the champion of college football, which entails, in, in most people's minds, I don't think there's a separation there. But you're right. Technically, yes. But I think when you yeah, think te- about it's the, a technical it, it really is. It's a technical conversation because when you ask people, hey, how many championships has Georgia or Alabama or LSU won, you still put them on top of the college football world. But let me say this, and this is the sure. other – Sure, but, but by the way, yes, yeah, AP titles, college yes. football playoff titles, BCS titles, yes, yeah, of course, but they're just not NCAA championships. Yeah, I uh, let me say this too about uh, the, we're talking about Florida State. If you're just joining us, um, they are trying to move uh, and expedite the process of getting out of the ACC. Listen, the last straw I think for them, and they were already on this road, 
was not getting in the college football playoff. And it's a big deal because, again, things are going to change. Now, if you're an SEC fan and you go, who cares? Just understand what John is saying. Eventually, it's all going to be one thing. So when you say now, I don't care, you will, because eventually it is going to be one thing. But let me say this, John, about, about the uh, disciplining and um, you know self- policing yourself. I've always said that is one thing that none of these schools want to do. Georgia does not want to punish themselves, okay, when it comes to, hey, our kids did something wrong or, or oh, by the way, we might have broken the rules. Nobody wants to do that. And, and for that reason, the NCAA has had a job, even when they still have done a terrible job of doing that. I just think it becomes very difficult for you to say, hey, we're going to police the, the portal or we're going to change the guidelines because now we're all aligned. I don't believe that to be true. I don't think I think it's going to get worse with the with the size of these conferences. And, and it may. I mean, it, it, that's possible. It may. Uh, you know, I can't know how it's going to look until they actually do it. And they're going to do it. And there will be an enforcement arm. Uh, you know, I think Greg Sankey ought to be uh, appointed the commissioner, first commissioner of Division One college football and the college football alliance or whatever they're going to call it. And uh, but this is all. But look, this is going to happen. And and the the only thing keeping the dam from breaking is the grant of rights in the ACC. That's the only reason this hasn't already happened. Because you've seen the Pac-12 go to dust, right? Uh, you know, Jason Longshore was talking in the last hour, and he was saying, okay, he's getting schooled up a little bit, and he wondered who the first two te- the first teams are going to be voted off the island. And there will be a lot of big schools that are voted off the island, depending on how big the College Football Alliance is. Uh, two teams of Carl already been voted off the island. Oregon State, Washington State were voted off the island. Yeah, it's true. And don't have anywhere to go. So, I don't have nowhere else to go. Right. Right. Yeah, or left standing on the island when everybody else took a boat and flee. You know, I mean, so uh, yeah. So the only thing standing between Super Conference, the College Football Alliance, whatever you want to call it, is the grant of rights in the ACC. If Florida State breaks that in the courts and is granted to. <laughs> to use it a different term of the court, say, yes, you can leave. And, you know, because right now the ACC is saying the buyout is like $130 million to $572 million or whatever it is. It's just ridiculous amount of money here. Uh, and uh, But if the courts say, yes, you know what, uh, you, you're, not, you're not bound by this uh, in the language of the contract, uh, this is a contractual uh, litigation that's taking place between Florida State, ESPN, and the ACC. If Florida State wins, then Katie barred the door. And you better be ready if you're a Georgia Tech fan for your team, Georgia Tech probably should have tried to go to the uh, Big Ten eight, nine years ago when it had a chance. But you better be ready, Georgia Tech, so you don't get left in the dust like Oregon State and Washington State. You got, you, Carl, you got to, if Florida State wins, you got to go. You got to be proactive. You got to go now. You got to be proactive. This hour is brought to you by the Man Cave Store. Guys, visit mancavestore.com. That is John Freaky filling in for Mike. We want you to follow us. Follow the show at Dukes and Bell 929. I'm at Put em Up. See Dukes, John Fricky. He is on Twitter as well. And, of course, follow the radio station 929 The Game. Hit Mike up as well as he's been on vacation at Mike Bell ATL. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, Falcons were fine today, we find out. You guys remember? <laughs> do you guys remember week seven? Week seven, we were in Tampa. And Bijan Robinson, Bijan did not play but one snap in that game. And the NFL has come out and said, well, the Falcons are going to be fine, $75,000. Arthur Smith, we're going to fine you $25,000 for handling the team's injury report where they said uh, Bijan was not on that injury report. He was not listed on the injury report and oh, barely played. narrative. I know, I know, Art, but he barely played in that game. Bottom line is we thought this was done. Well, John, I didn't think this was going to be any big deal. Now, again, it's not my money, but once we finished that game and everybody's like, well, was he injured? Was he not injured? 
I thought we were over this. He played a play. It's, uh, it's What's the big deal? There is no big deal. Did he appear in the game? Yes. He did. Uh, okay. Okay. I thought it was 14 steps and one carry, but it doesn't matter. He was in the game, right? He was suited up. He was on the field. There was a offensive snap. He played in a – okay. So, what – Wait, we're supposed to put guys that may be limited in a game on the injury report? Is that what we have to do now? This is hilarious. I mean, it's not that much money. Arthur Blank's just rolling his eyes and you say, okay, here, fine. But it's just beyond stupid. I mean, this is what the NFL's worried about? This is what you're worried about? Dumb. (laughs) Two months later? Yeah, it is the dumbest thing. But the NFL, this is how they operate. All right, we're going to come back. we got plenty more to dive into Big, big Friday show for you. Coming up, Bryant McFadden is going to join us. Two-time Super Bowl champion. He's uh, the host of All Things Covered. The podcast is unbelievable. And, of course, the CBS NFL analyst. We'll ask him what's going on around the league and his thoughts on where the Falcons are and what they might do. Guys, the Saints lost last night. You couldn't ask for more help from the Rams, and you got it. But they still need to win out. We'll talk to BMAC next. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He is a CBS NFL analyst, and uh, any particular Sunday, doesn't matter. When my phone dings and I see Carl, from Bryant McFadden, it just makes me laugh because usually that means that our quarterback has done something that he should not have done. And that's what happened last week when Desmond Ritter threw that interception. Ding! Carl, 
And I was like, <laughs> B, I, I don't even have any words to say. Like, I don't even know where to go with what happened last week. And now we find ourselves with a quarterback change. Tell me where you're at with this Arthur Smith discussion and the quarterback discussion. We have a new quarterback and the same head coach, or do we have a different head coach and a different quarterback next year? Oh, great question. I'll answer the latter first. I think there will be a new head coach in Atlanta, along with a new quarterback in Atlanta next season. And the reason why I say that is because the expectations were it wasn't super, super high for the organization, but they were marginal when you talk about what was surrounding the Atlanta Falcons in their division alone. They had more than a fighting chance. And granted, they still can win the division, right? I mean, mathematically speaking. But when you look at Tampa, I mean, Tampa seems to be, you know, trending in the right direction. And even though the New Orleans Saints lost last night to the Rams, I mean, who knows what happens with Atlanta when they play against New Orleans based on what happened last week. You remember last week you asked me what to expect. I said in today's NFL world, you might as well expect the unexpected when you talk about Atlanta playing against Carolina. So – when you factor in the marginal expectations and none of those expectations mm-hmm. have been reached, it's safe to say if things mm-hmm. don't – definitely the next three ball games. if Arthur Smith is below 500 in the next three ball games, when you talk about either being 1-2 and two or 2-1 and one or 3-0 and oh or 0-3, man, if that's the case, yeah, I think there will be a new play caller, a new head coach in, in Atlanta next season, along with a new quarterback. Hey, B-Mac, it's uh, John Frickie. Nice to have you back here. Um, just, uh, yes, sir. You said to expect the unexpected, uh, which is what happened to Carolina. Um, no, we pretty much expected that. I mean, that's kind of, that's kind of what we expect anymore. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's falconing. I mean, it's, it's what we expect here. All right, so since you put it out there in the ether, would you, because we had this big discussion yesterday, and we'll get into the whole Justin Fields thing today. I am big on the idea of trading for Justin Fields and bringing him home. Would you go with a veteran out there, you know, a trade or a free agent? Or, you know, would you bring in a Tannehill? If you're Arthur Smith, I guess it depends on who the new head coach is. Or are you trying to get a quarterback in the draft and run him with a rookie? How, how are you handling this? I mean, which way are you going? John, that's a great question because right now we don't know exactly who will be available at the quarterback position. But one thing I'll tell you, Anytime you go to a yard sale and, and go get some furniture, you're only getting something that's going to last for a short amount of time. That's not a long-term answer. And I think that's what Atlanta has been doing over the last few years, especially moving on from Matt Ryan. They've been trying to go get a nice bargain product from a yard sale, and, and it hasn't worked out. One thing I know about the game of football, especially the National Football League, if you don't have a guy at the quarterback position, you're not going to sustain success, playoff caliber success. When you look at some of the teams that are currently in the playoff hunt, legit teams that we feel they have a legit chance to get into the tournament and make a significant run, they got guys at the quarterback position. Now, you might have an outlier here or there like the Cleveland Browns with Joe Flacco, but their defense is so good, and they're able to get a guy with experience like Joe Flacco just to not mess it up. So if Justin Fields is available, and and I'll keep it real with you guys, it's not like Justin Fields' performances have been – you know, wow. I mean, he's been up and down as well. But the quarterback play has been so bad in Atlanta that if you were to get a guy like Justin Fields, he instantly improves the position based on what they've had since moving on from Matt Ryan. All right, let's ask you uh, about what's going on with the Steelers because there are rumors that Mike T may just say, I've had enough. 
He will work again, guys. He will he will be able to pick whatever job he wants if that's the case. But do you think that happens with what's going on right now in Pittsburgh? Because I feel like for the first time in a long time, Brian McFadden, there's no accountability. What's going on, man? That's the first. That's the issue: accountability or the lack thereof. Now, will Mike Tomlin remain in Pittsburgh? I personally think he will. Right when you look at the organization, there's only been three head coaches: right, Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, who walked away on his own terms. And then, of course, Mike Tomlin, who's had success, but over the last few years, the standard hasn't really been met. But I don't think they move on from him this year. And the reason why is because they don't usually do that, and they're going to give him an opportunity, I think, to correct his wrongs. Now, if the unthinkable happens and they decide to part ways, as you mentioned, Carl, yeah, he won't be unemployed long. Heck, if you're Atlanta, you make a move. Heck, if you're the Jets, you try to make a move. You're Chicago. You try to make a move. There are so many teams that would definitely jump at the chance to go get a guy like Mike T when you factor in their need in having a head coach. But I don't see it happening. But I'll say this, you know, I think 2024, I think he will be the head coach. And if he's the head coach, he better provide a sense of urgency because it will be the first time in a long time I think he enter a NFL season kind of on, on, sitting on the hot seat. Yeah, no, there's no doubt that I think there's a – and look, it's all about quarterbacks, isn't it? This is why, you know, we have these discussions, BMAC, Carl and I talk, and all the fans, we all talk about, you know, quarterback, because once you lose a franchise quarterback, you usually don't get a second. I mean, the Montana de Youngs and Favre de Rogers are real rare, and, you know, so mm-hmm. much so that you have to – when you're Breeze, look at New Orleans. I mean, they replacing Breeze. Us replacing Ryan. You guys are replacing Roethlisberger up in Pittsburgh. You know, Philip Rivers to Justin Herbert, and you know, Justin's actually a pretty good player. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's just – it's hard to do. And so, exactly. when you lose the quarterback because it's all about the quarterback, you, you got nothing because Kenny Pickett has been a bust. No question, John. I mean, that's – you know, I said earlier, the quarterback, you got to have a dude, and right now – Kenny Pickett hasn't lived up to the billing. And because of that, everything else is going wrong. You got disgruntled players. You got guys giving lack of effort. Quarterback is so, so important because they control the narrative, especially on the offensive side. Prime example, look at the Los Angeles Rams. Number one, Sean McVay is a great coach, by the way. I love Sean McVay as a coach. But they got a dude at the quarterback position who is really playing high-level football because, number one, he's healthy. And because, number two, he's just that type of guy. Right, and we and we're seeing that with the Rams. We look at some other teams in the National Football League that are, you know, that are that are thriving. They got significant play at the quarterback position. When you don't have that, you're going to be super inconsistent. It's like an emotional roller coaster. You go up, you go down. You go up, you go down. And those are the oh no moments that oftentimes surface with guys like Ritter, Trubisky, where you're holding your face and you're like, oh no, what are you doing? And that's what happened last week against Carolina. When Desmond threw that red zone interception, think about this, guys. If he just threw the football away, Atlanta kicks the field goal, and it's safe to say they win the ball game. Yep. We're not even having this discussion. Yep. But the old no moments have followed him this season, and he can't get away from those old no moments. And because of that, we're seeing another quarterback change here in Atlanta. There may be uh, no bigger game than Christmas night, Ravens at 49ers. Some people are saying it's a preview of maybe the Super Bowl. Give me your thoughts on this game um, with Lamar going in, Purdy playing the way he is, both teams 11 wins on the season, 11-3. and three. Tell me what you think, B. I love this game, man. I, I love the fact that it's Christmas night because it gives us some good quality football to watch. I love the fact from watching both sides, both teams have been real good, real good, real consistent. 
And it's going to be a playoff-like atmosphere. It will be a playoff-like game. But I got to side with San Francisco, and here's why. San Francisco has a lot of guys that are A1-type guys on their team. They're well-coached. Kyle Shanahan has been dialing up heat every time he's on the sideline. The creativity that he's been able to put on display has been amazing to watch, and I can imagine it's annoying to go against as a defender. Secondly, at the quarterback position, they got a dude. They got Brock Purdy, who's been the prettiest quarterback in the National Football League when you talk about his play. Behind Brock Purdy, they got CMC. Then you got Debo Samuel. You got George Kittle. You got Trent Williams. And you don't even have to factor on the guys on the defensive side when you talk about Fred Warner and the guys they got there. They, just, they got a lot of dudes that are playing high-level football, and they do so in the right way. And the thing I love about San Francisco guys offensively, they have a lot of positionalist players that happen to have a position, right? You might be like, B-Mac, what do you mean? Debo Samuel is a football player that plays wide receiver as the title. That's his role. But he's a football player. Christian McCaffrey is what? A football player that happens to play the running back position. The same can be said for Brandon Ayuk as they emphasize him in the motion game. So their offense is hard to defend because they have so many positionless players on their offense that they can utilize in many ways, and it's hard to account for that. And then, of course, with the Baltimore Ravens, it's all about the Lamar train, Action Jackson. You know, he's playing outstanding football as well. But the talent that they're going to face Sunday, and it's hard to say this, but it's the truth, in my opinion, for the very first time, I would say this season, Baltimore won't be the most talented team on the football field. Mm. They won't. B-Mac, I, I got to ask you, Florida State Seminole, set aside the fact that you may suit up 12 players for the Orange Bowl. Um, <laughs> what, is your, what is your take here on the lawsuit that's been filed? Do you want Florida State to win this and get the heck out of the ACC or what? Yeah, it, it's a lot. With the lawsuit, clearly the money that Florida State brings in with viewership and not receiving the deserving share of money based on what you're bringing in is not right. And the ACC, man, is, 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 is one of those divisions where it's, you know, it's, it's like, okay, no disrespect to, to my example and my analogy I'm getting ready to use. I just want to point it, make it as simple as, as, as it could be for our listeners. You know, oftentimes you want to go shop at Saks, right? Now, you, you might not have a Saks in your area, but then you might have to go to Belk. And you go to Belk, you're like, <laughs> I really don't want to go to Belk, but Belk is all you have. But you want to go to Saks because, number one, Saks has a certain type of product, and they have a certain type of consumer. When you go to Belk, it's like it ain't the same vibe. The air don't even feel good when you're in Belk compared to how it feels when you're in Saks. That's what the ACC is right now. The ACC is Belk. They don't respect the ACC, right? They respect Saks, which is the SEC and the Big Ten, because of the money that's bringing in and the brands that are part of those conferences. But the ACC is like Belk. And Florida State is a Saks product that currently is in Belk. And that's why people are going to Belk, getting it for a good, good price, because it's in Belk. That's the best way I can explain the situation. And unfortunately, it's going to be – a long, overdrawn process until things are solidified. But if Florida State is able to go to the Big Ten and reap in the benefits that they are deserving to do so, I think all sports will, will definitely, uh, you know, flourish in that side of things. Think about this, John and, and Carl. Every week, Florida State was on TV. Every week, starting off the first game of the season against LSU, even when we played the likes of Boston College, like middle-level teams, we were always on a national stage. We brought in the most viewership out of any team in the ACC, and the next best was Clemson, and they were not even close. So the brand speaks for itself, and unfortunately, 
the deal that was signed years ago was a horrible deal under a new regime for Florida State because we have new people in place right now. We talk about Mike Offer and some of the other individuals, the president. Uh, the president. They're trying to make change, and hopefully they can get you know that Saks Fifth Avenue product out of Belk and put it in Saks where it rightfully deserves to be. Great stuff. Brian McFadden, check him out. Host of All Things Covered, the podcast, CBS NFL analyst. B, we'll talk soon, man. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. All right, guys, coming up, we'll get to some headlines. We'll talk about the Hawks who are playing the uh, Heat tonight. Falcons' uh, preparation continues to get ready for the Colts. we got to talk about these odds that came out, and it has to do with our head coach. I don't know if I'm buying into it. Brian McFadden said it, new head coach, new quarterback. Uh, Maybe you're there. Uh We're going to talk about it coming up. Stay right there. It's Dukes and Bell. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Come on, sing it. It is Dukes and Bell. I can't sing, but I I can probably sing better than Bruce. You can't sing this? This is an easy one. I mean, the way he's doing it. No, I just. I love Bruce's songs. I just don't care for his voice. Oh, I know. I know. By the way, uh, one of your faves or no? No, I mean, I've seen him once. No, I mean, no, no, no. I'm, I'm talking like about the song. I'm him. talking about the song. Not the oh, year. this song, yeah, this Christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. song. Is it? Is it safe? Is yeah, it okay it, to say that this is his best song? Probably. I would say this is Bruce's probably Bruce's best song ever. <laughs> oh, those are fighting words, man. Of all, those are of all of his words, things, this is his best song. This is his best song. You better not. It's not. And I respect Orange's musical catalog taste very uh-huh. much, especially. Since we started working on the show together, that's the worst take. I'm going to say something because I know we got another dude here who likes Bruce, such and such, and so on and so on. Um, (laughs) 
I don't. It's just a homer call. I don't get him. Like I, I don't get him. You I, better not. I don't understand. You I, I don't understand the appeal of him. Like. I just don't. It's a Jersey thing, Orrin. You All right, you say great songs. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I mean, the songs are you great. You know what? No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you what the appeal is. You pull up Born in the USA. You do it right now. Pull up Born in the USA. I, I want Courtney. you to play it. I want you to play it. Let's do Dancing in the Dark with Courtney. And that, that is the appeal. The appeal is he's, he's American. He's blue collar rock. That's right. That's the appeal. I'm not saying he's the best vocalist. I mean, I don't think anybody would say that. Sorry, Turtle. Uh, but that song I enjoy just because of the way he sings it. And I find myself, even in the car, doing exactly what you just heard me doing. You better not cry. I'm you better be good yeah. for goodness sake. I do it all the time. But it is not one of my faves uh, when we talk about Christmas songs. We will get to that a little bit later on. It is Dukes and Bell. John Freaky's in from Mike. Uh, we are going to talk more about uh, our head coach. Last night, we got some help, though, John. We got some help. How about them Saints? <laughs> yeah, swappers. <laughs> I got a chuckle out of that. <laughs> you know, but, but the odd thing is we kind of have to go and root for them in two weeks, you know. Cause I, well, they play what, Tampa? Is that right? Know, yeah. Yeah. I, I I think I'll just wait for the game to finish. I won't watch it, actually, because I don't want to be tempted at all to go, oh, yeah. No, I can't do that. I can't, I, I can't do that. I, would, I, I I so dislike the Swampers, I would like root for North Korea to beat them, okay? So, I, I mean, I just – but I need them to win the game. All right, so there's that too. Yeah, I uh, – it's football, John. It's not world world uh, politics. But I'll say this. <laughs> I'll say this. I Last night, I didn't watch any of this game. I am busy. I had stuff going on, and I was not going to invest in a game that I had really no interest in. But I did flip on or, or at the end of the game because the score flashed, and I was like, oh – and I thought it was a game. Really, really, it wasn't, right? They, they scored late, like 15 points in the fourth quarter. This is a blowout. Because it was like 27 to 7 yeah. at some point. Yeah. So, you know, when I saw the end, the end result, I was like, oh, well, maybe the Saints played halfway decent. Nah, not really. Um, meanwhile, the Rams are in playoff contention, guys. And, and this is a shocker. And I think Sean McVay may be doing the best coaching job he's done uh, since he's been there. But we'll talk more about that coming up in our NFL Blitz. Headlines brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Don't just live, live well. Um, Hawks in action tonight against the Heat. No Jimmy Butler. Um, but what does our injuries look like, Turtle? What do we look like tonight? I know we already know A.J. Griffin is not playing. We do know that. He is out for personal reasons. Personal reasons. Uh, Kobe Bufkin and Jalen Johnson both out, continue to make their way back. Muhammad Gay not expected back for at least a few more weeks in terms of the everyday guys. I didn't see anybody crop up on the injury list as of yet, mm. but I will double check that for you. All right. Just, just checking. Uh, it'd be nice to go win this one after beating Houston and then come home and beat John Moran and company tomorrow. All those games right here on sports radio, 92, nine, the game, but uh, tonight's tip is at eight o'clock. All right, John, as we talk about the uh, preparation for the Colts continues for the Falcons in the Falcon report, we'll get you caught up on the latest as to uh, what we know about guys practicing today and, and the updates, but where are you at on this game? How are you feeling? It's Friday. I mean, listen, we're well, going to roll into this I, Christmas yeah. weekend, and, like, I'm not sure how to feel at this point, and it has nothing to do with Taylor Heineke. It's just the overall feeling right now with where this team is. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like, uh, okay. Um, see, here's my issue here. Go back to the BMAC interview when he said, new coach, new quarterback. Here's with the coach thing. I've been trying to scratch my head here because he said, "Well, if Mike Tomlin's available, I'm like, okay, that's not really going to happen." But you know, Belichick could be available, and Marbaugh could be available, and there could be some big names out there. But at the same time, if I believe 
See, I think this is what's going to happen. I think Dennis Allen's going to get fired down in the swamp. Okay. And I, th- and I think what the, the, the Swampers want down in Stinky Town is they want Ryan Nielsen back to be the head coach. I would rather, if we do lose and Tampa wins and it becomes a fait accompli, them to, you know, Arthur Blake wouldn't do this, but to give Ryan Nielsen kind of the reins for a game or two and say, no, you're going to stay here because I think he has like Ben. See, Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator of the Lions, his name has been bandied about, and there was a story that he wants $15 million a year, some stupid amount of money. Uh, but the, um, I, I think Ryan Nielsen is going to make a really good head coach. And I think you may have your next head coach right here on staff. So, you know, does that get I think you if he excited? goes out and gets a – Does that get you excited? It yeah, doesn't. if he goes out and gets a hot offensive coordinator, yes. Uh, yeah. I, I just – Because of what he's done with that defense and he continues to run that defense, yes. I uh, I give him credit. The defense certainly improved and going from Dean Pease, which, you know, we didn't know what this was going to look like. Um, Nielsen has come in here and done a really good job. I, I hear a lot of people talking about this potential uh, thing version that may play out, okay, at the end of the season, which is, is again, you just stay in-house, you, you elevate him, and you keep it moving, and you go hire a uh, you know, hot and up-and-coming up OC. It all sounds great, but, like, I, I don't know. I just – somebody said this to me, and I know a lot of Falcon fans have talked about it. It always seems like whenever we are in the market for a head coach, and we're not, by the way. Arthur Smith is still our head coach, and he is employed, and, and we'll see where this goes. We're simply talking about the, the what-if scenarios, which – there are even sure, odds out now in, in, in Vegas about this with the head coaches that may be let go on Black Monday. But I, I'll say this. Uh, a lot of fans have hit me up, John, and they've said, hey, why is it that we always just go after these first-time guys? Arthur Smith has never gone out – Arthur Blank, that is – has never gone out and hired an established guy that has done it. It's always been, again, and this is kind of the NFL, right, the hot coordinator, the hot D.C., Mike, Mike Smith. It's been the hot, you know, D.C., Dan Quinn – Oh, it's a hot OC. It's Arthur Smith. Like, he's never gone out and said, hey, here's a guy, oh, I don't know, that's done it. Maybe one at a a high level, maybe multiple playoff appearances. He doesn't have to be a Super Bowl champion, but it is something that I know bugs a lot of Falcon fans because it feels like it's always second tier, even though that's not the way to look at it. These guys are ready for the job, but when they get it, you just never know how this thing's going to work out. Yeah, I mean, I get that, too. You just got to get the right guy. I mean, you just mentioned Sean McVay. I don't think he had a whole lot of experience going in there. You know, Matt LaFleur. You know, I mean, you just got to get the right guy. Zach Taylor, you got to get the right guy. You just got to get the right guy. Yeah, but let's – Okay, but wait, 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 wait. wait, I got to stop you right there. I got to stop you because here's the deal. McVay, yes. Uh, When you talk about LaFleur, he had an MVP at quarterback. That kind of helps your cause, okay? Now, I don't know what the Packers are are going to do. Wait a second, are they – are they are they better than us this year? Did I I know we beat them, but are they ahead of us? Well, maybe a little. I don't know. I mean, I'm still is the jury out on Jordan Love? Here's the other thing: you talk about Zach in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow changed the trajectory of that entire franchise. Oh, it sure. helps when you have a quarterback. So these well, guys. Wait yes. a second. You're telling. Are I'm you going to tell me that, that Tom that, Brady didn't didn't tra- change the traje- trajectory of the hoodie? Well, I mean, of course. But but that's the point. You're talking about getting the right guys. If they came in and sprinkled some dust, it wasn't that. They all. They both of those guys had quarterbacks. Sean McVay then right. went out and traded <laughs> for Matthew Stafford and went and won a Super Bowl. You have to know that that is the key. And for me, that is more of a key here than it is whoever we're going to bring in or if Arthur is still here. 
Yeah, well, I, I agree, and I understand that, and I'm not trying to get into this. I'm just saying I don't want to really lose a hot defensive coordinator. I would rather have Ryan Nielsen and a hot OC than to, to take uh, just a, you know uh, uh, somebody else. I, I don't want this defense to lose a step here, and if he's still running it, it man, again, we're it just won't. playing kind of what if yeah. here. I mean, I, I mean, I get it. It's like you know people are saying to me, Eric Bieniemy. But by the way, can I just can I go over here for a second? Because Carl, you can answer a question that I've always. What is it? That Eric Bieniemy, what are we missing here between you know his last couple of jobs, and he's not a head coach? What are, is there? A, is there a an interview problem? Is there something in the background? I don't know. I've asked tons of NFL people that I know uh, about this situation dating back three years now. I thought Eric Bieniemy was going to be a head coach and have an opportunity already by now, and he had to take a lateral job, and he's still trying to prove himself. I do not know, John, why he has not been afforded that chance. Um, and, and, you know, we can get into the semantics of, well, you didn't call plays in Kansas City, and I can name you 10 guys that didn't call plays that are head coaches or had head coaching jobs. That has nothing to do with it. Um, it is something else that is there. And if it is what came out earlier this season, remember, I think it was was uh, Rivera who, you know, put it out there. Well, you know, some of the guys came to me and they were talking about how hard he coached. If you're telling me that's the reason why this guy's not a head coach, and then shame on these organizations because I want a guy that's going to coach guys hard. Um, and if Eric Bieniemy, if that's his downfall, then then maybe that's the reason why he hasn't gotten a shot. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I've been trying to scratch my head on that one. It's the weirdest thing. It's the weirdest thing. Hey man, we got a lot more to get to. NFL Blitz is on the way. I thought I really did that we were going to have the Rookie of the Year. That guy plays in LA, and we got to talk about what he did last night. Coming up as part of our NFL Blitz on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Hey, 